Workers quit at a record rate. The IMF cuts expectations for growth and some major analyst calls on the street, including a call on Royal Dutch, a mega week of earnings, and Jamie Dimon once again trashes Bitcoin. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. back on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon in the markets just about an hour until close 308 as of this recording and we have the Dow Jones down 67 points we have the S&P down 7 and the Nasdaq down 11. Meanwhile, we also have that 10-year U.S. Treasury moving actually to the downside to 1.58%, continually moving to the downside today. Um, But we did see uh, it fall off that level that we saw just literally at the beginning of the week um, or Friday where it finished right around 1.61. So not too big of a decline here, about 0.025. And then we take a look at what is going on with energy and oil has been bouncing around Choppy action all day. Um, currently, oil sitting up just seven cents, up 0.09%. Brent down 0.38%. And Nat Gas moving back to the upside 2.66%. So, what is going on within the market today? What are some of the biggest headlines of focus? And the first one that I want to talk about here is this jolt report um, from the Labor Department that we got this morning that showed quite a bit. First off, it showed employment vacancies fell to 10.4 million during the month, a drop of six. 659,000 from July's upward revision of 11.1 million. Now, hiring decreased though by 439,000 jobs to 6.3 million. Um, and according to Reuters, the decline was led by the accommodation and food services industry, while payrolls dropped by 240,000 jobs. So the number's not the best. But one of the numbers garnering the biggest news today, or all the attention today, is this quits rate. So quits hit a new high going all the way back to December of 2000. Craziness. Um, as three, uh, 4.3 million workers left their job in this latest report. Nutso. I'm taking the quits rate up to 2.9%. That's an increase of 242,000 quits over the previous month. And the rate in the previous month was 2.7%. Um, and all of this data coming out of the labor department. So not the best um, information, not the best numbers coming out of uh, the jobs report or the jolts report this morning. Um, now, it is important to note that pre-pandemic um, quits was actually seen as somewhat of a positive because people would leave their job. And the more people that left their job, it showed they were more confident that they were either financially stable enough to leave their job or confident that they were going to get a new job. But now due to COVID-19, you're seeing a lot of people quit and the majority quit because of COVID-19 fears. So very interesting stuff. Now, Elise Goud, um, senior economist at the Economic Policy Institute and according to CNBC, said as job openings and hires fell in August, the quits rate hit a new series high, surging along with the rise in COVID cases and likely growing concerns about working in the continuing pandemic. So these numbers most being blamed on the pandemic. Very interesting data. Um, you take a look at hires and hires declined by 439,000 for the month, um, in which is the same month as non-farm payrolls increased by 366,000. So very interesting data coming out here. And then you have cheap economists um, of FWD bonds 
Chris Rupke saying, quote, there is an enormous labor shortage in the country right now, and it is not just because people are quitting or have childcare problems or can't get to work due to the Delta variant. The economy is strong as a bull. That is why there is a tremendous demand for labor. So his argument really seeming to be that um, the labor market, the economy is so hot uh, that there simply aren't a lot of people, enough people to fill all these positions. I somewhat disagree with that. You take a look at the amount of people out there still with out of job from uh, pre-pandemic. Um, and there is a crap ton of people out there who were working pre-pandemic that aren't right now. And I think that's part of the issue you are seeing. Um, and then to round out this report, the hires rate fell to 4.3% from 4.6%. So not the best information on that front. You really take a look at the data and job openings and hires fell. Uh, meanwhile, quits and layoffs or discharges increased. So the data coming out of this JOLTS report, really not the best, mostly negative here, um, it does seem. And the market's seeing it as that. Maybe that's why you're seeing this downside action within the markets, but we've really been choppy all day. So maybe the markets simply do not know how to take this report. Um, also, I forgot to note that the Rust 2K is currently up 0.8%. Um, that is uh, actually the best performance among all the indexes today. Now, shifting into this big call by the IMF, that's the International Monetary Fund, if you do not know, and they literally um, today slashed growth expectations, uh, not only for the United States, but globally. So the IMF on Tuesday today, um, this morning, slashed 2021 growth forecast for the United States and globally. They slashed the United States 2021 forecast by a full percentage point to 6% in total. Um, and according to the IMF, uh, it was due to disruptions in the supply chain and softening consumption in the latest quarter over here in the United States. Now, the IMF also cut their global growth forecast for 2021 to 5.9%. That's 0.1% lower than the July forecast. Um, and also to round out really the biggest calls out of this IMF report um, this morning, uh, they did not change the 2022 outlook um, in so far. But what did the IMF do that really seemed or is possibly spooking the markets today? Well, they warned big time about inflation. I mean, we're going to get into that. So the IMF said, quote, rapid spread of Delta and the threat of new variants have increased uncertainty about how quickly the pandemic can be overcome. Policy choices have become more difficult, confronting multidimensional challenges, subdued employment growth, rising inflation, food insecurity, the setback to human capital accumulation and climate change with limited room to maneuver. And then Jita uh, Gopinath, wow, that's a name, the IMF's economic counselor and director of research goes on to say, quote, while monetary policy can generally look through transitory increases in inflation, central banks should be prepared to act quickly if the risk of rising inflation expectations becomes more material in this uncharted recovery. She goes on to say central banks should chart contingent actions, announce clear triggers, and act in line with that communication. Going on to say even further, in settings where inflation is rising, um, it's still subdued employment rates and risk of expectations, de-anchoring are becoming concrete. Monetary policy may need to be tightened to get ahead of price pressures, even if that delays the employment recovery. So the IMF coming out, slashing growth today for the United States for the year of 2021, and really warning, um, especially it seems the Federal Reserve, of inflation and that they might need to tighten much quicker 
than expected to pull in this um, inflation that frankly insofar is just on fire and we do need to note here that inflation is running around a 30-year high in the United States as of right now. Now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day we have this big time call by Goldman Sachs initiating coverage of Nike as a buy. Goldman Sachs said in the note quote we are initiating on Nike with a buy rating based on one a healthy industry backdrop with a company specific continued focus on innovation to drive growth. Two room to expand its DTC initiative which should drive higher gross margins over time three a cash or a high cash balance which should enable additional investment and capital return to shareholders goldman sachs sounding pretty darn bullish on nike liking that digital transition and liking the entry point here on nike i agree with them nike has absolutely gotten slammed if you take a look at the charts over the past few weeks and months um they are way off their highs currently sitting at 153 way off those highs of way up over 170 bucks a share nike definitely one to take a look at you take a look at the performance over the past few months it is definitely not spectacular now shifting into this call by roth initiating coverage of pen as a buy and DraftKings as a sell just the opposite um on actually DraftKings there as what we saw in an analyst call yesterday roth saying here quote we also believe investors are overlooking Penn's opportunity to cross-sell online gaming to its 20 million-plus legacy casino loyalty members. We don't believe DraftKings' 20 to 25% market share is sustainable as mid-tier peers ramp customer acquisition in better cross-sell land-based databases. While we believe an industry-leading product creates some market share advantages, we see advantages from daily fantasy sports fading over time and DraftKings losing market share, particularly in iGaming. So this call really coming as they believe Penn National will bring in more um industry share in that DraftKings will actually lose some share of this online gaming industry. Now, a call on Tesla at outperformed by Oppenheimer. Really, they are reiterating Tesla's outperform here, going on to say, quote, we believe upside in shares from here is rooted in progress related to its autonomy program, along with continued leadership in EV. We believe the company is making incremental progress on multiple fronts and remain bullish on shares. Tesla moving drastically to the upside today if you take a look is up over 800 bucks a share up 13 points as we speak at 805 dollars per share in the past few months here it actually has been moving to the upside as the market has corrected so some solid outperformance on tesla and then jeffries reiterating netflix as a buy and we got a big call yesterday on netflix as well what did jeffries have to say today well they went on to say quote after 12 plus months of sideways trading netflix stock has jumped 22 percent in less than two months, despite little movement in estimates. In fact, Netflix is now trading at 8.5 times 2022 revenue estimates, the top of its three-year range, despite revenue growth estimates of 14.7% versus greater than 24% when valuation peaked last. Street is baking in a beat or getting more comfortable with the competitive positioning. Jeffries liking Netflix here, um, basically citing that the firm and uh, the company continues to move to the upside. 
in that the stock could be a buy here as maybe the market is repositioning itself in Netflix. Who knows? Interesting um, data coming out of Jeffries on Netflix. And then Cohen upgrading Airbnb to outperform from market perform. Airbnb is that digital travel name that we talked about last week in one of the deep dives. You should go check that out. What did Cohen have to say about it today? Quote, upgrading Airbnb to outperform alongside our latest analysis of online travel market share and profits. Keys. One, expect step up of alternative in live mix to be permanent. Two, believe street underestimating Airbnb at 17% bookings growth in E2022. And then, quote, we are greater than 20% above consensus. So it seems Cohen is pretty darn bullish on the digital transition in the travel and bookings world. They're liking Airbnb for that transition. And then Bernstein reiterating Royal Dutch Shell as outperform. An oil name catching an outperform rating today. Bernstein saying, quote, we think Shell could be viewed as an energy Amazon one day because at the core of today's strategy lies something different, which is customer centric. Growing demand for customers and consumers for cleaner energy solutions is now clear. So basically Bernstein liking um, this somewhat of a clean energy transition over at Royal Dutch Shell. And they think that they could garner a lot of customer attention for that. And then our final call that we're going to go over today and read through. This is a call by Goldman Sachs. Once again, reiterating Caterpillar and Deer as buy saying, quote, in our machinery coverage, we continue to see a multi-year recovery for AG and construction machinery capital stock through near-term execution. Risk is clearly elevated. So, they're basically saying here risk is elevated, but we are continuing to see that AG and concentry, uh, construction machinery industry recover. They're liking that. So therefore, they're liking Caterpillar and Deer. Both of those names over the past few weeks have actually been beaten down over the past few months, in fact. Um, and maybe there's some solid opportunity there. Goldman Sachs thinking that, it seems. Definitely some names to go check out. And then two other notable calls that I think listeners here should dig into. Oppenheimer reiterating Starbucks has outperformed. We got a big call on Starbucks yesterday as well. And then Evercore ISI reiterating Amazon has outperformed one of the kings of the e-commerce industry. And then to round out the show, there are a few things that we need to pay attention to. You, the investors, need to pay attention to. First off, a big week of earnings here in the back end of this week. We have Wednesday, JP Morgan, BlackRock, and Delta all reporting. Thursday, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, City, Morgan Stanley, and USB all reporting. And then we have Friday, Goldman Sachs, PNC, and Charles Schwab also reporting. And then it is important to remember that tomorrow morning, that CPI data comes out at 8. 30, and the market will be looking at that, the Consumer Price Index, CPI Index, or CPI um, as it's called. Um, they're going to be looking at that for inflation data and what in the world is going on with inflation. A reminder that it did increase 0.3% um, in August, and that in essence, is a 5.3% um, increase over the past 12 months. Inflation going absolutely nuts in these CPI uh, reports showing it the market not liking this uh, inflation action. So something to pay attention to there tomorrow at 8.30. The CPI report comes out in the market. Well, it's probably going to move um, or at least have a reaction to the CPI data, um, whether it shows overheating inflation or underwhelming uh, the inflation expectations. And then finally, to round out the show, we have Jamie Dimon once again trashing Bitcoin saying, quote, I personally think Bitcoin is worthless, but I don't want to be a spokesperson. 
He goes on to say, I don't care. It makes no difference to me. I don't think people should smoke cigarettes. Um, he also noted uh, that his customers, though, are some, a lot of them are buying cryptocurrency and that that is their own action and the bank will allow it. And, you know, the counter that real quick as we end the show, um, FYI, the U.S. dollar, it also has no intrinsic value. So, you know, Jamie Dimon, and that's just a fact as almost all fiat currencies. So thank you for listening to the Running With The Money briefing. We will be back once again tomorrow to give you insight into the biggest headlines the week ahead the days ahead and some of the biggest catalysts for the market in the meantime go over um to the pounding the table podcast and give their latest episode a listen they talk ethereum affirm and so much more amazing things go give them a listen um the pounding the table podcast an excellent show and we're happy to be part of the pounding the table network here at running with the money thank you for listening easily profit trade on and i will see you tomorrow